Good morning, and welcome to this week's public affairs program. I'm Jay Zimmer in the newsroom. This week we hear from Rashida Idrubadi from the Memorial Community Development Corporation. Thank you all for having me this afternoon. Uh, my name is Rashida Idrubadi. Um, it is a tough one, but once you say it a couple times, people normally get it, and then they have fun saying it. Um, but thank you again. Um, before I get started, I'd just like to get a feel for our audience today. Um, so how many of you are familiar with the Memorial Baptist Church here in Evansville? Okay, it's a good number of people. And how many of you are familiar with the Memorial Community Development Corporation? Okay. And how many of you are familiar with the Adrian M. Brooks Senior Foundation? The Adrian M. Brooks Senior Foundation. A couple folks. Okay, and last but not least, how many are you are familiar with the Our Times newspaper? Okay. Okay, good job. So um, with that, I won't go into as many uh, details about the various entities, um, but I think it's important before I, I dive into talking about the paper just to kind of give some context around um, Memorial as a whole. We like to refer to ourselves as the Memorial Village. Um, that includes our church, which it has really started all of the initiatives um, that we've uh, pursued over the years. Um, it also includes our nonprofit arm, which is the Memorial Community Development Corporation, um, as well as the Adrian M. Brooks Foundation, and then now our Times newspaper. Um, so our story begins in the early 1990s. Um, Reverend Brooks came to pastor the Memorial Baptist Church in 1994. Um, and this is just the article clipping from the Evansville paper um, about the endeavor to basically purchase the entire block where our church now sits, our old church facility, our new church, as well as several affordable housing developments that we've done over the years. Um, the black church has really been integral in the African-American community for a lot of reasons. Um, one, and most importantly, it's always been a place of worship where people could come together. Um, but historically, it's also been that vehicle that has really moved for rebuilding communities. And the black pastor has also been very important to the black community um, because the church has always supported the black pastor. So he was able to speak to truth to power um, and really advocate for those um, that have been underserved. And um, that history of the black church has really been prevalent here in this community. Um, Memorial is a very unique organization uh, because we are more than a church that just shows up for service. Uh, we believe in making a difference in our community. We believe in investing in people, um, and we believe in empowering people. Um, so this is really just a very uh, abbreviated chart of our structure. Um, our organization is, is very complicated to some, uh, but this is just a very brief diagram of kind of what that looks like. Um, God really should be at the top of this org chart. I left him out. My apologies. 
Um, but next we have our church, which is really the visionary behind all the work that we do, um, our nonprofit and our A and B foundation, and then Memorial Ventures, where when there's times where we need to have a for-profit arm, we can do those types of projects. Um, essentially, the mission of all of our organizations is really just to make an impact in people's lives um, and to empower our community. That's a short version of what we're really about. Um, but it's our faith that really drives all the work that we do. Um, faith without works is dead. And so we believe that God has not just called us to come and worship, but to really make a difference in people's lives. And so um, we take that to heart in everything. Um, this is really a diagram of what our church structure looks like. Our church offers a plethora of ministries. Um, I'm not going to name them all, but we do really our due diligence in meeting the needs of the people um, and giving the people what they want, essentially. This is a snapshot of the CDC structure. Um, and just to kind of give some context around the work that we've actually done between the church and the CDC, um, the, C the church has been around for almost 100 years, and our nonprofit CDC has been around for almost 30. Um, we have over 30 ministries and programs, um, 10 acres of land. We have 165 rental units that we've developed, all affordable. We've developed 23 single-family homes, as well as we do an emergency home repair program where those that need assistance with uh, maintaining the safety and to stay in their homes, they can get repairs through our program. Um, we are also a very youth-driven organization. Uh, it's very important for all of us to invest in young people because they are the future. And so we do that through our early childhood program. We do that through our youth employment program. Our church has a plethora of youth activities that they um, offer and operate. Um, and we're constantly looking of ways to stay relevant and really just expand on the different programs that we've initiated and started. Um, we also believe in uh, capitalism. So we have the Subway restaurant, uh, which is one of our very first projects that we did back in the early 90s. Um, we have a healthcare clinic on site, which is now a partnership with Deaconess, but at one point in time, we solely operated that. Um, and we've also organized the Black Chamber so that we can try to support black businesses. Um, you know, people come to churches when they need help, and they've always come to our church um, just kind of looking for solutions, looking for assistance. So a lot of the work that we've done has really been to meet those needs of people saying, you know, we don't have retail, we don't have um, child care, we don't have senior housing. Um, so a lot of the things that we've done have been a response to people coming to the church to say, this is what we need help with. Um, in terms of the foundation, the foundation was started in 2018, and Reverend Brooks is really an advocate for education. Um, and so for him, it was important to create a uh, to create resources for young people to further their educations outside of high school. 
And so I don't know the exact number of, of scholarships that we've distributed since the start of the foundation, but we usually give out about five scholarships each year. So I'd say maybe at this point about 25 scholarships have been extended to students. Um, and so one of the things that was decided with the foundation um, was how can we continue to encourage young people? How can we continue to invest in young people? And so last year, actually late 2021, um, Sandra Matthews, who is the uh, original owner and creator of the Our Times newspaper, um, she's had began to have some health challenges and things of that nature. And because we've always had a great relationship and partnership with her, um, she came to share that she had an interest in retiring and selling her newspaper. Um, one of the things that is so important for our organization is how do we preserve institutions, especially black institutions like the newspaper? Um, our Times is unique because when Sandra started it back in 1981, I was not born yet, actually. So the paper is just a little bit older than me. Um, but she just had such a passion for really, um, one, just telling stories, uh, <laughs> for, for advocating for people, um, for making sure that our community is aware and had a voice. Um, and that's so, so very important. Um, and even though I don't have a journalism background at all, um, I've always loved writing and talking to people and listening and hearing stories. Um, and just the time that I had gotten to spend with her um, during the process of transferring the business, um, really her passion just kind of spilled over onto me. Um, and so our Times newspaper is an absolute jewel. Um, and there's just so many opportunities um, with this vehicle for us to make an impact on youth, uh, for us to really reinvigorate the news space, right? Because right now, local news is struggling uh, nationally. And so um, I love projects and I love new ventures. And so I'm excited about the future of what our Times newspaper um, can be. And so long story short, in 2020 of, of 2022 of March last year, um, we acquired the paper and our goal has really been to bring the paper to the 21st century. Um, we currently only have a print copy that we distribute on a biweekly basis. Um, we do have a strong supporting group uh, for the paper, mostly an older crowd, people that still like to touch the newspaper and flip through pages and clip out articles. Um, but it's important now that we transition the newspaper with the times. Um, so our goal is to really look at, you know, a digital presence to really get more young people involved because we are seeing a shortage in people that have an interest in the news space and in journalism. Um, and so I'm, I'm just really excited about the potential and the opportunities to partner with our local school corporation, um, with our colleges and universities. We've spent a lot of time at UAV talking to the Black Student Union and other groups that have an interest. Um, and really just hearing from you all as to, you know, 
the vision and what and what do you need from a local news source um the other unique uh opportunity with the our times newspaper is that the revenues that are received from the newspaper will ultimately be invested into the scholarship fund so this is a, a recurring um, way to continue to invest in our youth um, and to provide them with those opportunities to continue their education um, throughout college and beyond. I think I finished way before my time. Um, I would love to answer questions. I, I really prefer more of an interactive type of conversation. I don't want to just sit and kind of go on and on and on. I know we live in a time where attention spans are not as, as long, you know, no offense to anybody, but um, I'd love to answer any questions that you may have. But um, with the church being a nonprofit, how does that work with Subway being a for-profit and the church being a nonprofit? So at this time, the, the, um, I'm sorry, we only own the actual building and so our relationship with Subway is a rental relationship. Um, at one point in time, we did have a, a for-profit entity that owned the actual Subway franchise, um, but we have not owned the franchise. We sold it, I think, in the early 2000s. Jack Buttram, when I spent my career downtown, uh, I knew Sandra really well. What's the status of the newspaper now? Is it publishing and is it weekly, monthly? What are you doing with it now? So it's a bi-weekly paper. Um, we didn't change much when we did the transfer um, just because we needed to really understand the newspaper business um, and just kind of work on the, the structural part of that. Um, so we, we print bi-weekly. Um, we have a subscription of about 1,000 uh, people who get a newspaper every two weeks. Um, we've partnered with the Memorial's Youth Employment Program, um, because it is a very um, old-fashioned kind of way of, of uh, distributing a paper. So we literally have a production line every two weeks um, in one of the buildings of our facility where we have a group of kids that fold, a group of kids that tape, a group of kids that label, and a group of kids that stamp and then they're sorted, and then we take them to the post office. Um, so it's, it's really neat to watch, actually, um, but that is how we're getting the paper into the hands of the people. Um, and then we've also partnered with a few uh, black businesses in the neighborhood that get about 20 papers, and then they'll sell them because we do sell them for a dollar. So if there's an interest, if you do have a business and you'd like to get papers from us, um, We'd definitely be happy to partner. You could purchase the papers, and we get them to you every two weeks, and then you can sell them to your customers. Uh, are you partnering in any way with WEOA Radio? So uh, there, we do have some uh, aspirations to have a more um, consistent partnership with the radio station. Um, right now, we really just communicate. Um, with them in terms of different events and things that are taking place in the community to make sure that for those that aren't listening to the radio, they can get the information from uh, the newspaper and vice versa. Um, but we do foresee a lot of potential with the partnership uh, with the radio station as well because it's all you know part of the black media space. 
Very good presentation. I enjoy reading your paper very much. Thank you. Um, has, I'm interested in the scholarship program. Has any consideration been given to asking those scholarship recipients after they graduate to return to Evansville for at least a year or so that we can perhaps hook them into residing and working in Evansville? Um, you know, that's a great point and idea that you brought up. And no, that isn't something that we've talked about um, at this point in time. Um, I would imagine, though, that um, our scholarship amount may need to be a little higher, I think, um, to incentivize students to actually return and, and do something of that nature. Um, but I do love the concept, and it's something that I, I take back to our, our board. You uh, <clears throat> said in your bio that you were from Gary. Yes, sir. What attracted you to come to the other corner of the state? Um, it's actually my parents' fault. Uh, when I graduated from high school, uh, I was fortunately accepted into all the schools that I applied to. And I said, well, you know, it's just college. I'll do four years, and then I'll figure out what's next. So you guys pick. And so they picked the school that was the least expensive, um, ironically, U of E offered me a very nice scholarship, and so that's how I ended up in Evansville. And, and I'll add, too, um, you know, coming from a place like Gary, Indiana, where um, it's very much opposite of, of Evansville in terms of the demographics, um, but also um, it can be difficult uh, because the city has struggled tremendously. Um, and there's so much work that needs to be done there. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things where I feel like I'm able to do here what I probably wouldn't be able to do back at home, um, even though the need is great. Um, so. You spoke about needing to transition, as many newspapers have. But I guarantee you there isn't a person in this room who hasn't gone to their newspaper and clipped out a picture of their grandbabies <laughs> with a first place trophy and put it on their refrigerator. I'm just as guilty. So keeping that paper that has photos that we can look back in scrapbooks and then to show a young person and then that young person shows their daughter that's a really, really important role. And that's why we're glad you're not in Gary and you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, and I agree with that, too. I don't think that we'll ever um, eliminate a physical newspaper uh, because of what you just shared, Miss Dina. Um, I, myself, I'm, I just turned 40. Uh, <laughs> but I still enjoy, you know, an actual newspaper. I really enjoy a physical book. Um, I like to touch things and flip through and highlight. Um, so I think we'll always offer that um, option to our readership. But it's, it is important for us to also be digital because there's a whole generation of people. Um, actually, some of the students that work on our production team, like, oh, my God, like, why are you guys even still doing this? Like, I got ink all over my fingers, and, you know, I keep getting paper cuts, so... Thank you for your presentation. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what the next five years look like for Memorial Baptist and for your nonprofit arms? Um, so we'll continue to develop 
Um, I'm not sure how many people have driven through. We call it the center city, but most people recognize our neighborhood area as the south side of Evansville. So I don't know how many of you all drive through there on a daily or weekly basis, uh, but there's a lot of work to be done, right? There's a lot of blight. Um, there's still not much for young people to do, uh, so that's definitely a priority of ours. Um, we've actually uh, started what we call the Center City Initiative, where several anchoring institutions within the Center City, um, as well as just individuals that care about the community, um, where we continue to cast this vision of, you know, what do the next five or even ten years look like? Um, and so I'm really excited about a lot of the ideas that have come out of those meetings and out of that group. Um, so we will continue to build homes. We will continue to employ young people um, through various vehicles. Um, we actually started something called the Youth Opportunity Network excuse me, um, last summer, and the goal is outside of the, the positions that we offer on our campus, who can we partner with in the community to give these young people some additional job opportunities? So again, if you're a business owner um, or in a, in a space where you know, you have, you can, you can make a decision about that. You know, we love to have a conversation about how can we get a young person um, who is being trained on those soft skills, who um, does have a desire to maybe learn about a different industry um, outside of manufacturing, something more professional related. Um, but we just continue to try to identify new opportunities um, for our organization and for young people. So... Did I answer your question? I feel like I got a little bit off there. Okay. Very good. Hey, I am reminded that uh, Pastor Adrian Brooks is one of Rotary, our Rotary Club's past Civic Award recipients as well. So very cool. I have one question before we go. Who here learned something today? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Let's give her a round of applause again. Thank you, Rashida. Um, one last thing. I did bring... I didn't bring enough for everyone, um, but if you're interested in seeing what the R Times is all about, there are some newspapers on the table in the back. Feel free to grab one, and there's information about how you can subscribe on the inside of the paper. Thank you all so much for your time today. Thank you for joining us for the public affairs program this week. I'm Jay Zimmer. From all of us at Midwest Communications Evansville, Make it a great week.